Hey guys, Josh Klein here, managing editor for The Riot Report and one of the hosts of It Is What It Is. Right around the corner, you've got an interview with fantastic and a fascinating guest, Dr. Pat Connor, head team physician for the Carolina Panthers. But just wanted to let you guys know, before you get into this interview, if you're here to hear the nitty-gritty, the details of Cam Newton's shoulder surgery or any sort of other details on an exact player's health, there's none of that in here. Uh, obviously, Dr. Connor is the team physician for the Panthers. He's still bound by HIPAA laws. He can't talk about a patient and their health and, and how surgery went like that. But the interview is absolutely fascinating. A ton of great stuff. What it's like on the sideline, what his role is at the combine. Uh, he has some really interesting takes on ACL, what it means nowadays to tear your ACL versus back in the day, and maybe what some of the cause of those lower leg injuries might be. So absolutely fascinating interview, but if you're here looking for the ins and outs of Cam Newton's shoulder, you're not going to find it in the next 30 minutes. And while you're listening to this episode of It Is What It Is, The Doctor Is In with Dr. Pat Connor, be sure to go on iTunes, go on Google Play, go on Spotify, go on wherever you get your local podcasts, and check out, rate, review, and subscribe to the rest of the Riot Network. You've got the Roaring Riot podcast. You've got the Keep Pound Den podcast. You've got One Day Contract. And our latest addition to the Riot Network, it is a absolutely fantastic show called The Great British Drafting Show. It is a off-season miniseries that's going to be focusing in on what the Panthers should be doing in the draft come April. It's a companion to our full draft coverage. It's happening over there on The Riot Report. It's hosted by Vincent Richardson and Dan Cresso. It will make you smarter as they go position by position each week to see who the Panthers should draft, who the Panthers already have, and what the Panthers are going to be doing come 2019. But anyway, here's Dr. Pat Connor on It Is What It Is. The Doctor is in. Hello, welcome to the newest edition of the Riot Network, powered by our friends at Ortho Carolina. It's an special off-season edition, special podcast, where we'll be discussing exactly what it means to be the team physician for an NFL team for uh, to work in this sports medicine industry, and the issues that face the NFL on a day-to-day basis, and go a little bit behind the scenes into what it's like to work with the Carolina Panthers. And what better person to be a, a co-host? He's sitting right next to me. He's dressed much better than I am today. Uh, team physician, head team physician for the Carolina Panthers, Dr. Pat Connor. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Uh, Dr. Connor, uh, you got your medical degree from the Oklahoma College of Medicine. You did a residency at the Carolina Medical Center. Then you went up and did a fellowship for shoulder surgery, Columbia Presbyterian in New York City. I think the first question that we're it's, – it's on everybody's minds. Oklahoma, Charlotte, or New York City, which one is the best? Well, I don't know about the best. I'm, 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 uh, uh, I'm a Midwesterner from my uh, background from Oklahoma uh, and came out here for my training at uh, – uh, back then it was Charlotte Memorial Hospital, but mm. then Carolina's Medical Center now it's Atrium Health, but uh, – uh, I went to uh, New York for Columbia. I went to the Mayo Clinic for a while for some further training, 
and I uh, was looking around at where I wanted to practice, and I I kept comparing places. I got, and I kept saying, "Well, yeah, that's all nice, but Charlotte's better, and yeah. Charlotte's better." And so, Charlotte won because it's such a great city, and uh, uh, it's a place that I really wanted to call home. You've seen a lot of growth here in the Charlotte community. I mean, obviously, not just from a medical standpoint, but just from a growth standpoint. So you see some of those pictures from like the '80s, where there's three buildings in Uptown Charlotte, and now it's there's more cranes than than ever before, and it's uh it's a fun city to live in. I love it here. I was also uh not born and raised. I'm not a unicorn, so I I don't claim to have been born and raised. But uh anyway, I'm your host Josh Klein in case you wanted to know, but nobody wants to know about me. <laughs> Dr. Connor, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is next week uh we'll be going to Indianapolis for the combine. NFL draft combine. The NFL is a 12 month a year sport now, and we are so involved with 40 times bench press stuff. But a lot of people don't realize how much the team physicians for teams can can make a difference for these prospects. And and just I was so curious, what's your role in Indianapolis, kind of with the team at, on a day to day basis? Yeah, during the NFL combines, it's, it's very interesting, Josh. The combines actually started uh, from some doctors up in New York with the Jets uh, originally back in the seventies, <clears throat> I believe. Uh, uh, getting some players to come up before the draft and, and uh, examining them and looking at their knees and their shoulders and their necks and their backs. And and so the actual history of the NFL Combines was all about getting players together and examining them uh, to find out uh, what what shape their joints were in because there's a lot invested in these players uh, and not just money. There's a lot of time and effort and uh, a lot of hope that they'll, they'll contribute to a, uh, an organization in the NFL. And so... That was the history of the NFL combines, and that's what started it. Uh, it's been in it's been in uh, Indianapolis for a very long time now, and, and Indianapolis is a wonderful host for a, for a lot of reasons, and it has evolved into this mainstream uh, uh, event. And because all the players are there for, to be evaluated medically and orthopedically, and then all the teams say, well, why don't we check them out and see what they can do physically? And so they do all the bench press and the running and the cutting and jumping. And then there are a lot of examinations that they have. They do uh, uh, the Wonderlick IQ test and some other uh, testing that they do. Uh, uh, It's always something new each year to Mm -hmm. try to evaluate and assess these uh, uh, players. And another big part of the combines is the players uh, oftentimes late into the night have interviews with uh, the teams and the team uh, head coaches and general managers and assistant coaches and scouts and college scouts uh, to, to try to get to know these players on an individual basis. So it's it's really an overwhelmingly comprehensive uh, assessment of the players. Oh, yeah, and they always ask them the weird questions. You always right. That's kind of the, the our favorite question in the media is say, like, hey, what was the weirdest question you got this week? And it's right. a lot of like, well, if you were a wolf – and you came upon a sick pig, what would you do? Right, would you rescue right. it? The doctors don't ask them any weird questions like that. <laughs> uh, but we do ask them a lot of questions. Uh, uh, but the uh, the medical and orthopedic side, uh, uh, we see every player. They're about 350 per year, roughly. And uh, we spend time with them. We talk to them. We get their, their information, their data from college, uh, and get their history of injuries and their history of how they re- uh, uh, resolve those injuries and how they came back and and we ask them about them, ask them about their joints and any concussions they've had and stingers and knee problems, et cetera. And then we, we examine all of them, and we examine their, their hips and knees and ankles and shoulders. And uh, 
and sometimes they're laying on the back of a table and they're getting their arms getting pulled one way or their knees getting pulled the other so i uh, i just tell them just to relax and it will be over soon but uh it's very comprehensive and then after that uh a lot of them will uh if they have a history of a problem or if they have some uh, uh issues going on they'll get mris and so we see about 350 players a year in the last couple of years we've had over a thousand mris that we've gotten on these players wow. So obviously the average is uh, up yeah. there, and so, so uh, again, any question there's there's an MRI or a close assessment, X-rays, CT scans, et cetera. So we get a really good uh, understanding of of the of the orthopedic and the medical condition of these players coming into the draft. Have there been any situations where you know a, a, a prospect comes in and says, you know, I've never had a knee injury in my life. I feel a thousand percent, and you know, you get it, you put in an MRI, and you're like, hey. This something's going on in here. Yeah, of course, of course, we see it a lot, and and the immediate thought is that the player is trying to hide something from us, and that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, that may be the case on 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 occasion, uh, but there are some times where these players are such good athletes, and and uh, uh, they're so finely tuned that maybe they're not having much in the way of symptoms of their knee, and we take a look at it and we go, holy cow, this is a lot worse than we than we expected based on your performance or your exam or your subjective uh, history of pain, et cetera. And so, so uh, uh, sometimes it's just a reflection of how good athletes these guys are and how much they can put up with. Is that a thing where, you know, the, the general managers, the coaches kind of say to you at a certain point, like if they're debating between two players, I guess moving past the combine just for a second, you know, as you kind of, they're doing their draft prep, do they come to you and say, Dr. Connor, what what's going is this guy's knee going to be okay in a couple of years what what are your thoughts on that <clears throat> yeah well well this is uh uh this is my 23rd NFL combines coming up uh, with the uh, uh Panthers and and uh I and we have cultivated a relationship and they know my communication to them and I know their communication to me and so uh, that works works out quite well, but that's the whole purpose of it is is mm-hmm. for me to get this information, and then and then we sit down and we have a meeting with the uh, uh, with the head coach and the general manager and the head college scout and several other college scouts, head athletic trainer, assistant trainers, the uh, uh, several doctors that were at the combines, and we go through every single player. And uh, anybody that has any questions, we talk about it. We say, well, tell tell me about this knee. What's going on? What's mm-hmm. the longevity? What's the history? What might happen? Uh, and, uh, and then they put that information into their big equation when they look at all the other issues with the player, uh, but come draft time and draft day, absolutely what you're talking about will happen if, if, uh, on the night or the day of a draft, if, if our pick is eight or nine picks away and they're looking at three or four players and, and, uh, three of them have really good medical grades and one not so good, they may come and say, okay, how big of a deal is this? Should we take the other one? And, and of course, that comment is all related just to the medical side, but yeah. that, but they uh, they do use that information for sure. So are you in the war the the war room as they say? Yes. Oh, that's really cool. That's a uh, that's that's certainly something that you don't think about when you're thinking about because I always think about the team physician. You're obviously you're on the sidelines. You're kind of you're you're making the diagnosis when when players get injured. But it's obviously it's a twelve month a year job. And uh, and when you're you were said that you do a lot of examinations at the combine. Are there multiple doctors from each team? So would you be in there with the Raiders physician at the same time, or is it kind of a one-on-one 
type thing for for you, and then the players go on to another doctor. The way the the way it works is that uh, most rooms have about five teams per room, and mm-hmm. these are really big rooms. Uh, <clears throat> and each room does it a little bit differently. The way we've done it, and, and we've done it this way uh, the whole time that I've I've been going, is that we're there with four other teams, and those teams are randomly chosen. It's not like division or or uh, uh, any other any other uh, classification. But uh, uh, the way that we do it in our room, we have two separate areas, and uh, I'm at one of the tables, and and uh, Dr. Durham Weeks is at the other table, mm-hmm. who who works with me with the team. And so uh, uh, he and I will see every single player. If there's something that he has a question about, I'll go over and see that player and vice versa. And, and so we uh, uh, work together closely with it. Uh, some other uh, rooms do it slightly differently. So mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll all see them together. Uh, uh, they have their own uh, differences. But at the end of the day, every team has seen or evaluated or examined uh, and certainly uh, gotten information on every player. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because, you know, especially you think of the way that the combine is now. When you look at the combine, you think literally of the 40 time. That's the number one thing. But for our teams, it's mostly medical medical grades. Do you think that's kind of the way that it is? Or is it has it kind of tipped over to mostly the, the physical specimen type type work of them? Yeah, I, I don't know if I can make a, a, a comment about which one is more important. Mm. <clears throat> I think the, uh, uh, like I said, the history of the combines was, was uh, the combines were created to to uh, evaluate the, the patients, uh, or the patients, the players, yeah. uh, uh, medical and orthopedic uh, status. But uh, I think it's all important. Uh, but clearly the, uh, uh, the health uh, and well-being of the players and where they are on that spectrum going into the NFL draft is really important. Well, it's been such a big, I mean, you just over the last 23 years, the advances in medical technology, I'm sure the differences in testing are completely different. Is there anything that you kind of look at now and say, okay, well, we were, we're able to, you know, test for a specific thing now versus 20 years ago, you were just kind of uh, guessing is obviously not the right word because you're a doctor, but you know, you you can fine tune that information a little bit more now. Well, of course, uh, we get a lot more MRIs now than we used to get, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the MRIs, the quality of the MRIs are a lot better, certainly, uh, just the magnets and the pictures that they provide. But probably that we've actually looked at this, and we, we, we meet as a, as a group of doctors at the Combines. We have meetings. We talk about how best we can take care of the players and, and prepare them and also take care of them during the season. But the one thing that we've noticed is that over the years, uh, the health of the players coming from all different parts of the country is better now than it used to be. Wow. And and uh, we think that that is a reflection of the education and the uh, experience and, and, and the dedication of all the sports medicine doctors across the country, not mm-hmm. just the NFL docs, because we're just seeing them and evaluating them. We haven't treated, very few of us have treated them unless the college is in our area, uh, et cetera. And so uh, patients that had their, or, or players that had their ACL done, ACLs done, say, 20 years ago, those ACLs are better done now than they used to be 20 years ago. It's more consistent. The, the results are better. Uh, and uh, uh, that's reflected in the player's health. And so uh, I think that that's a tribute to the quality of, of team physicians across the country. It's been it's been kind of cool to see. Yeah, it's, it is incredibly interesting. I, I read this article a few months ago about how the the ACL injury used to be 
absolute career ending injury. Like you could not come back from an ACL. Maybe you would be back in two years. And then all of a sudden it kind of Adrian Peterson was the first where he tore his ACL at the end of the season. And he was back at the beginning of the season. And then it kind of has now gotten to the point where if you tear your ACL, it's like, okay, like tore your ACL. We know how to fix that. That's a, that is a fixable injury, which I think is so interesting the way that the, the medical industry has come along to be able to, to make these injuries that used to be absolutely devastating are now no longer that way. Yeah. Yeah. We used to say an ACL injury was a career ender. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now we say that it's a season ender, you know, it ends the season, but, uh, uh, players have a very good chance of coming back and returning, uh, to a high level of play after an ACL. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent in anybody's, uh, hands or experiences, but it's a lot better now than it used to be. Sure. Uh, you know, one of the one of the issues after ACL reconstruction that we found out is that the there's a much higher chance of players tearing their ACL later on, really? even if they come back and they play and they do well, than the general patient population. Hmm. You know, the general patient population after an ACL reconstruction that's successful, right? And this is a study that I personally did a, a few years back. is about nine percent in the general uh, patient population of the weekend warriors. And uh, in the NFL, it's about 25%. Yeah. Again, which is a reflection maybe of some predisposition or maybe of some uh, uh, player-specific issues, but probably more than anything, the fact that the game is a very uh, yeah. difficult game. Well, I, read a, I read a really interesting – or an interview with, with yourself, with uh, Dr. Pat Connor, who, uh, that said football is, is not really a – uh, a hurt so like an injury sport it's a collision sport because right. there's so much collisions that happen on on a game to get on a play-to-play basis not just at the ball it's offensive lineman it's defensive lineman it's away from the ball and uh and that kind of those injuries can happen so so quickly do you think that football obviously you don't want to make too many generalized statements but do you feel like football versus hockey versus baseball is kind of the 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 sport that brings about these injuries the most well, I think that uh, uh, the potential is certainly there. I think the athletes are better. I think they're stronger and faster, and uh, and the uh, force equals mass times acceleration equation uh, uh, certainly would favor football having a lot of injuries. Definitely. Right? Because uh, these guys are really fast, and they're really big, and they're really strong. Yeah. And so, and so uh, <clears throat> having said that, the league – has gone through some extraordinary uh, uh, steps to try to make it uh, uh, as safe as possible given the inherent mm-hmm. uh, nature of the game and trying to balance the nature of the game versus uh, player health and safety. Uh, but but the league has put in millions and millions of dollars into not, not only concussions, which is the thing that, that uh, is the above-the-fold headline sure. uh, oftentimes, but, uh, uh, but helmet safety, concussions, uh, neck injuries, knee injuries, high ankle sprains, turf toes, you name it. There's been a lot of research and development trying to make the game safer. Yeah, all the way up. And do you think it's, uh, I guess, in, in tw- 15, 20 years ago, it was all natural grass. Maybe not 15, 20 years ago. I'm, sometimes I say stuff like that. But do you, do you think that maybe the, the, the change in turf and stuff like that may have led to some of these lower leg injuries? And obviously, we're not going to hold you to anything. But just, you know, just in general, I think it's interesting. Well, it is a, it is a generalization, certainly. Uh, when the uh, field turf first came out, uh, this is about 10 years ago, which, which became really uh, uh, more popular uh, 
in, in the different venues, we actually did a study and looked at the uh, incidence mm. of injuries of ACL tears and high ankle sprains in turf versus graft, or sorry, versus grass. And uh, uh, the incidence of ACL tears was about three five three point five times higher on turf than grass. Wow. And uh, the incidence of high ankle sprains where someone would miss four weeks or more was about 11 times higher on turf versus grass. Wow. And so uh, there's been there's been some changes in the type of turf uh, mm-hmm. to try to make it safer. Shoe wear is a really big issue. Uh, turf would be very, very safe if everyone wore tennis shoes. Yeah. Where they don't, where it doesn't dig into the turf, or of course players don't want to do that because they lose performance. You know, they want to be able to cut and twist and turn and 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 uh, turn on a dime and and have good performance. And so there's a relative balance between performance and safety. So there's been a lot of research on turf uh, and shoe wear and that interface between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, clearly clearly there are some potential higher risk injuries uh with turf versus grass yeah I, I think it's always interesting my my favorite example is my buddy tore his acl and he was on crutches for four or five months and then he was like you know i don't understand why i'm on crutches for four or five months and adrian peterson is out here juking guys out after five months I, i'm it's not the same kind of recovery timeline i think it's obviously you know fine-tuned athletes different than my my buddy that does mostly 12 ounce curls is his, mm-hmm. is his biggest exercise. But I think the advances that we've done just let alone in, in the ability to fix injuries, but prevention, I think is such a huge part of, of all job, especially of doctors, of physicians, things like that. And I think the NFL is really going above and beyond trying to at least trying to prevent these injuries. Absolutely. Absolutely they do. The the new rules that they continually put in and tweak and stuff like that. And, and, you know, obviously you said concussions kind of above the fold and, and, uh, you know, again, we don't want to make any sort of generalizations, but these, uh, when these guys come off the field, it's such a hard, it's not like, it's not an ACL sprain. It's not a, you know, I didn't break my finger. It's harder to identify, right? Uh, yeah, certainly, uh, sometimes concussions are very obvious, mm-hmm. you know, somebody will come off and say, boy, I'm seeing stars and they're blinking their eyes and they say, you know, I'm dizzy. Well, that's, that's pretty easy, but there's, there's a, there's a huge spectrum of, uh, of, uh, uh, pathology with concussions and sometimes they can be very subtle and, uh, uh, there's no question that our ability to assess, uh, the subtleness of some of those injuries have have improved over the course of the last twenty years or so. It's it's been it's been a, a, a huge improvement, and the league has a lot to. Uh, uh, the league is very much responsible for a lot of that. They put a lot of of uh, money into that, a lot of research, uh, a lot of effort. Uh, we've worked very closely with the Department of Defense, and so there's been wow. uh, some meetings that the NFL and the DOD have had because there's a lot of concussion similarities in the military as well, and so. Mm. Uh, uh, it, it's, uh, uh, it, it's been a subject that, uh, uh, there've been, uh, you know, accusations that the league hadn't done as much as they, uh, could or should have done. Uh, there's been a lot done by the, uh, NFL, uh, to try to help the safety of players, particularly as it relates to concussions. Sure. Well, it's in their best interest to keep everybody sure. as healthy as possible. Absolutely. You know? And I think they are, you know, obviously nobody tunes in for my opinions, but I think they are kind of working because you look at what the the league wants, right? It's probably more points, more 
higher powered offense more and the rules are kind of skewed that way towards offense now and I think we are kind of heading that way not judging what happened in the Super Bowl a few days ago because that was a offense was not impressive and the Pats won nobody wants to see that (laughs) well the 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 league uh and and the the industry uh is benefited by really good players being on the field Mm -hmm. and not being on the sidelines and the players benefit from that the uh uh the NFL Players Association has that same goal. The uh, uh, NFL League, the league office, the owners, the NFL Physicians Society, everybody has the same goals, and that is for the players to be safe. Absolutely. And uh, uh, everybody wins in that regard. So it's good that we all have the same the same goals and uh, uh, are all pointed in the same direction. So let's pivot a little bit more personally. I mean, not too personally. We won't give out your Social Security number yet. We'll save that for the end. Uh, I, I think, you know, you are the, the head team physician, but – you're, when you're on the field, you have a lot of other Ortho Carolina physicians there with you, right? There's a, is there somebody specific? Is there, are there specific fo- doctors for specific injuries? Well, the, the, for, uh, uh, for game day, we, I'm the head team physician mm-hmm. uh, and an orthopedist. Uh, the head team medical physician is Dr. Nancy Gritter, uh, who handles concussions and all things that aren't orthopedic, you right. know, uh, uh, internal type injuries. And uh, uh, Dr. Durham Weeks, who's a, one of my partners at Ortho Carolina, who's a uh, uh, sports medicine orthopedic uh, specialist. He's on the sidelines. He helps me. And Dr. Gritter uh, has an assistant, Dr. Scott Lindblom, uh, who's been there. Dr. Rob Heyer was a team medical doctor for uh, 24 years and has just stepped down uh, and, and passed the range to Dr. Gritter. So we have two medical doctors and two orthopedic uh, surgeons on, on the sidelines for each game, and most teams have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's about 26 healthcare personnel on the sidelines for every NFL game. Wow. If you combine uh, uh, all the people on both sidelines. Mm-hmm. And so there's athletic trainers, uh, there are uh, emergency airway uh, people and EMTs, sure. and uh, 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 Neurosurgeons and and uh, uh, there's even a neurosurgeon up in the in the booth now uh, wow. uh, looking down with an athletic trainer to look at injuries on the screen that maybe we can't see on the sidelines and so uh, a big effort to try to uh, uh, look after these players. And those are the famed concussion spotters, right? That are kind of the neurosurgeons in the booth. Well, there's there's two there, there's two athletic trainers mm-hmm. that are called ATC spotters, athletic trainer certified ATC spotters. So that uh, uh, ATC spotters are two of them uh, up there, and then they also have a neurosurgeon up there now, who they can consult with, who also can provide some. Uh, a uh, uh, little bit more expertise up there uh, that can communicate down with us, and we gotcha. have we have uh, uh, monitors down there that we uh, can review after injuries, and we communicate with them back and forth. So you are so you do all the orthopedic stuff. Doctor Gritter does the non orthopedic stuff. The more can, so she's the one that goes under the blue the the famed blue tent, right? That's when you, everybody sees the tent come up. They know something's going on in there. Yeah, but not always. Uh, it's not always a concussion assessment or evaluation. But if someone has a potential concussion, then that's where we go to try to uh, uh, have a little bit more attention yeah. uh, and and uh, uh, focus on the player's injury. And you want to do, obviously, because the, the lights and the crowd and just kind of take them out of that environment so you can really focus in. And also for their privacy, just in case something is really hurt. Uh, I, I just think it's so it, – it's one of those things where the NFL can really create 
a uh, can create something out of thin air. They created that that blue tent out of air that didn't exist two years ago. But now everybody, if they hear the phrase blue tent, that's what they think. Like, oh, they're going under the blue tent. It's got to be uh, something's happening in there. It's uh, it, I I just I think it's so interesting. As soon as you see that tent come up over the trainer's table, you you almost assume that it's uh, a more serious injury, but that's not always the case. Not right? always the case, but I but uh, uh, again, it is a way for us to focus on the player and the player to focus on us. Mm-hmm. You know, because there there's some distractions there, obviously, but uh, uh, it doesn't all. It's not always uh, gloom and doom. Sometimes it's just for for privacy, but uh, uh, it does give us an opportunity to to focus on player's injury yeah and i think it's uh, so one of the things last thing that we'll touch on is i know that we're we're here in the beautiful ortho carolina offices and i uh, i know that a lot of people think that you do it all the time but you're actually you are a, i don't want real doctor is not the right word for it but you're interacting with not just professional athletes but regular regular folks that have injuries is there ever a time when somebody's like Hey, uh, like, do they recognize you? Do they say, "Oh, doctor, oh, doctor Pat Connor, oh, all right, I've got the best." <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't think there's much of that. But I have been around for a while, and so uh, uh, I have. I do have a, a, a lot of patients and a lot of physicians that I've taken care of their patients. Uh, uh, but yeah, my practice is, uh, uh, is is here in Charlotte, Ortho Carolina. I do. I take care of the. Carolina Panthers as as part of that practice, mm-hmm. but that's certainly not uh, an exclusive part of it. Yeah, and yeah. I know I'm I'm sure a lot of people are trying to bug you for injuries. Have you know, hey, what happened on Sunday? Stuff like that when they're in their office. Yeah, but but uh, most of the people know that I, I I maintain the patients and players' confidentiality and sure and do the right thing as they would expect uh, expected to. But you know, fans will be fans, so, so yeah. sometimes they'll ask. Stop you on the street and yeah. see see your picture on the on TV, and they're like, oh. Dr. Connor, how'd the surgery go? Yeah. Uh, well, Dr. Connor, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it, and uh, and we will see you next time. Good luck at the Combine. Uh, hopefully, we'll be there as well, so hopefully Great. we get to cross path again. And uh, and I've got this shoulder pain, so maybe you can check me out. Perfect. Perfect. We'll get you in line. Awesome. Right, thank gosh, you so thank much. You. Yep.